Oh, it is good to be back. Week 7, Thursday night, we're here talking about injuries and our fantasy thoughts. Uh, Zach's pointing at his microphone. No, no, why? Because uh, I can't hear you. Well, you got to clean your ears well, out. That's because you were sucking on it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, good start, boys. Good start. <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, today we're going to talk about all the crazy injuries that popped up after Wednesday's practice because it seems like no NFL running backs could stay healthy after Wednesday's practice. We're going to let you know who to start and sit. We have our bro release segment. Uh, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and find us on Instagram. Uh, we got tons of good content there for you. We'd like to thank all the listeners who have sent us messages, emails, requests, comments, and concerns. We thank you for that. Um, and by the way, the person who asked if we're all virgins, no, we're not. Uh, thanks for the question, though. Well, I might be. I was going to say, I, I was the beginning of this podcast, but... Not yeah, anymore. after we started this podcast, thanks, I got so much ass. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's big business, but we're making it work. It's all right. I lost it to Matt well, Berry's wife. So. I was going to say, thanks to Matt, Matthew Berry's wife, we are all not Hey, virgin. she's a saint. Hey, you still need to set me up with her, by the way. Dean, you can set yourself up. Go on Tinder. I thought, it was just, I thought it was just you show up at her door with your pants down. No, just go to the place where she plays uh, tennis and just hold out your racket. She'll be like, oh, you're down? <laughs> oh, it's done. All right, let's, let's move. Okay. All right. I am Ryan Ramons. I am Mike Combs, the Verge. <laughs> I'm Zach Walker. And I am Brady since no one else calls me Justin on the podcast. So just keep it with that. Okay, we'll call you Justin, buddy. That was pretty passive aggressive. Yeah, Justin. Okay, week seven injuries. <laughs> Let's get started with Jordan Reed. Limited at practice on Wednesday, so there might be hope. Do we think people should play him, though? I guess he's going to see a specialist tomorrow uh, about his boo boo on his head. I think he's done, unfortunately. I drafted him to be a superstar, but with six recorded concussions not including all the ones that he didn't get recorded i think his career might be close to an end unfortunately he, he did practice today though which was a positive right. oh, in a non-contact jersey uh he did work on uh, running routes and um pass block or and, and blocking tight ends which is weird because if you're in a non-contact jersey why are you practicing blocks yeah but his brain is twice the size of what it's supposed to be so i, I don't know you a neurologist? Possible. That's a crazy stat, dude. That's like the Grinch, but in his head. He's like Wikipedia's. He's like, yeah, dude. He grabs a Q-tip and just is all over his brain. No, but he's playing blocks. It's like you know, like the ones that say like A, B, C. He was just stacking them. Ah. Okay. Nice. Anyway, Mike, let me know everyone you drafted because it seems like anyone you drafted to your team gets hurt. So I need to know who I need to trade away. All right, guys. I drafted Doug Martin. He's hurt. Charles Sims. He's hurt. Eddie Lacy. He's hurt. James Starks. He's hurt. Jordan, or not Jordan, uh, Jonathan Stewart missed four weeks already. Theo Riddick is out. Anyone who I touch at the running back position just sucks. I'm starting Dwayne Washington and Chris Ivory this week, unfortunately. So so pretty much are you saying everybody you tell to pick up off the waivers, do not pick them up because they will get yeah, injured? Don't pick up Gillisley. I picked him up, <laughs> and I'm happy. Yeah, so Jordan Reed, he's going to see a specialist tomorrow. Um, I'm thinking he'll play, but because he hid the concussion initially, I am concerned. Which makes me think that like maybe somebody had told them before, like if you get another bad one, we're gonna have to like call it quits on you. And I don't think they really have a choice. I don't know how exactly the protocol works. But if a neurologist were to say that Jordan Reed needs to be done playing football, would he have to just kind of? Would that be it for him? He, they'd have a lawsuit on their hands if that he wasn't done. Jordan well, Reed could sue if he got hurt later, and the NFL allowed him to play. Well, and and, and Jordan Reed should know that, dude. It's your sixth concussion. So do you want to live a normal life for the rest of your life or do you want to continue to play football? It's a terrible choice to make. Nobody should have to make that choice. But when it comes down to your remaining years and football, I would choose my remaining years. I don't think he wants to pass up those six-figure weekly paychecks. He'll still get paid. Well, at least he's rich. He'll still get paid and he'll have a good enough money. And, dude, he can get into can be an analyst. That's what all these dudes are doing. Every, dude, Brandon Marshall's an analyst and he still plays. Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. Um, well, I just wanted to say that if he doesn't play, Vernon Davis is a great start, especially against Detroit. Agreed. I don't They've feel been, comfortable starting. Detroit give, gives up the most passing yards in the league. And uh, and Kirk Cousins loves to throw the ball to his big tight ends. Uh, let's switch over to Doug Martin. Uh, suffered a setback at practice. His return is uncertain. Uh, looks like he's going to be out for this week, possibly a couple more. Uh, what do you do if you are a Doug Martin owner? I think Jaquiz Rogers is a must-start this week. There's no one there. He's probably going to get 25 touches, 30 touches, just like last time no one else was there. 
And I agree. He, he he put up 101 on on Carolina's front seven, who although is not playing well, they're still the eighth best run defense, and he put that number up on them. So, yeah, he's playing San Francisco, right? Like, are you serious? You play any running. You start back him all day long. Yeah, the Niners are insane. They give up 174.3 rushing yards per game. That's 17 fantasy points before a touchdown. They're bad. Yeah, it's it's rough to talk about. But, uh, yeah, Jaquiz Rogers, oh, yes. If you had him, uh, start him anywhere. Odds are you already have two okay running backs, so he's a stellar flex start, which you can like almost – I don't know if it's – I guarantee it might be a big word for this, but I feel like you can guarantee 10 points. Yeah, I, I think you can too, just because he can also catch the ball, even if he doesn't rush well. He'll definitely net over 100 yards between passing and receiving. Well, I mean, think, passing and rushing. Well, and think about it too. Like, uh, that there's going to probably be a decent amount of garbage time in the fourth quarter, and you already know who's going to get the ball, and it's going to be Rodgers. So, oh, Rodgers just almost threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, the Rodgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rodgers has proven that he can get the ball. I mean, against Carolina, he took the ball 30 times. And uh, the Buccaneers have kind of leaned more towards a rushing uh, game when they had, I think Jameis Winston averaged the most pass attempts over the first five, four weeks, five weeks, and now they're kind of leaning more towards the rushing game. Uh, Rodgers is a great start. Let's talk about the other running back of note in this game. Carlos Hyde, he's definitely not playing this week. Uh, called out. Are you starting either Mike uh, Mike Davis or Sean Drawn? No. You avoid anyone on the Niners like it's the Black Plague. Don't start anybody. I don't know. Sean Drawn's a decent PPR, uh, or he's a decent, yeah, decent flex start in half point or full point PPR because he does catch his balls out of the backfield, and he's going to be getting the rock, splitting it with um, Mike Davis. And um, this year, Mike Davis is only is ran the ball ten times for eighteen yards. It's a one point eight average. Um, I'm pretty sure. Fuck, go, Mike. <laughs> I'm watching Rodgers throw it. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, I think you said it right. If you are going to start one of these running backs, I want the one that catches balls because I don't know if Mike Davis is going to be able to get it going on the ground. But the Chip Kelly offense does require for them to run the ball to be effective. But, honestly, I would try to stay away with both if I could. Yeah. yeah, Oh, sorry. Can I say Uh, one more thing? Hey, if Chris Ivory is out there or TJ Yeldon, I suggest picking up them. The Oakland Raider run defense is trash, so I'll try to start one of them over these guys. Yeah, I mean, you could you could start Mike Davis or Sean Drawn in deeper leagues, like maybe like thirty five team leagues. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I <laughs> there's better options out there, man. Uh, yeah, Mike Gillisley's out there. Like we said, Rodgers is out there. If you were smart and picked up Ty Montgomery, he he'll probably net you more points than either of these 49ers running backs. Will. Yeah, he's sitting on my fucking bench. What does he got? Uh, right now he has 11.5. Wow. I tried to pick I him up tonight in my flex. big money Who? league. Who? Ty Montgomery has 11.5? Well, yeah, he's the running back slash wide receiver. Well, Did he score? Seven receptions for 46 right now. <laughs> well, and, and we were going to get to that in the script, too, that uh, Green Bay has run the big five offensive scheme, which is a five wide receiver set offense where one does drop to the backfield but he's a wide receiver and he's motioning that guy and that's Ex- time on exactly right and you got aaron Rodgers on the ball even though he's doing shit. yeah the mismatch there is why he's doing so well is a linebacker has to cover him or a safety and he should win that battle 65 70 percent of the time and he actually looks good coming out of the backfield yeah and jordy nelson's a little bit hobbled up as well well he's just old and white um white guys can't jump <laughs> he kind of runs like a dad Okay, let's talk with Sean McCoy. Uh, there's a lot of owners that are going to be hurting big off of this. I think LaShawn McCoy was projected 16 points this week before he went out. as a huge hole to fill. If you didn't have him handcuffed, this is a great example of why you need to handcuff your running backs. They are always just sort of fragile and, uh, and always a candidate to go down. He's dealing with that hammy that he re-injured in practice. Do you guys think Gillisley is a must-start? Yes. And yeah. if you didn't listen yes, to yes, me yes, when yes, I yes, that yes. was one of my white or my uh, waiver pickups that we all agreed on, um, you're screwed. And that one person that has him is has a decent chance to win this week because he might or he's going to average at least double digits in the flex position because he's not going to go into your RB one or RB two spot unless you're Mike Combs and have nine running backs who are injured. Yeah, with the handcuff thing, I did that. I handcuffed my guys, but even the handcuffs got hurt. So f me, right? <laughs> well, we can't. Uh, 
<laughs> we can't prevent shit luck, so I don't know what to tell you there. Is it is it me though, or do you guys think that Rex Ryan is hiding that LaShawn McCoy is a little more injured than he is, like for game plan reasons? You know what I mean? Because if if he doesn't give a definite answer to, I read a thing online. He was saying that he hasn't given a definite answer if McCoy's going to go or not. Do you think he's hiding it? Because he does some dirty shit like that. I think they officially declared him out for this week. But I think that the the thing is, is that I think this injury is more like a two to three week injury. You could get a couple weeks out of Mike Gillisley. I think this is kind of a big deal, especially with how quickly they declared him out. It wasn't like a Sunday thing. It was a, he got injured on Wednesday, Thursday he's out. And he got injured on Sunday versus the Niners. He didn't look good versus the Niners in the, what was it, fourth quarter when he got hurt? Yeah, that was a knee though, wasn't it? But still yeah, he's hobbled. Yeah, still. he's hobbled. Do you guys know who uh, the RB or the run, the second running back behind Gillisley is in Buffalo? There isn't one. There is. Uh, is it Reggie Bush? Yeah. Mike Holmes well, knows what Reggie he's Bush doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Now that now that Mike said Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush is gonna break his leg. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Wouldn't be surprised. I don't see uh, Reggie Bush being viable. But if you feel a little gutsy and you've got room on your bench, uh, he might not be a bad pickup. Um, yeah, Gillisley Bills rush on fifty percent of the offensive plays, uh, and they've also got a stellar run game. I think Gillisley has like high upside RB two option, uh, great flex play. And Gillisley is also averaging six point nine yards per carry this year so far with two touchdowns. So the guy can run and clearly that offensive line in Buffalo is proven to be able to block the rush. So I think it's a great start this week. I think we all agree on that. Agreed. Okay. Let's move on to the, uh, let's move on to the lines. Theo Riddick out, Eric Ebron out, Dwayne Washington back in. Uh, it looks like only one out of those three is going to start, uh, would you play any of them, honestly? Well, I've got put in a position where I have to, but I think Dwayne Washington's going to be on a snap count, and I think him and Zenner are going to split the rushes. Zenner didn't look that bad, but the rushing offense for uh, Detroit's never really been that good. So, I mean, losing Theo really hurts me, man. It really hurts me. Yeah, um, run fast in the other direction from this Detroit rushing offense uh, until you pass out. And then when you wake back up, try and figure out why you're deciding to pick up anyone from Detroit when there are better options out there. Uh, we're going to name more in this episode, but just because of the way that that entire backfield has worked this season, I, I couldn't even imagine a league deep enough to start one of these guys. Uh, there are better options out there, unless you're Mike Combs. Yeah, when you draft five guys and they all get hurt. So let's move on to Green Bay. They're playing right now, uh, so we'll be able to actually comment on how things have looked. Uh, anyways, oh here. yeah! Touchdown, Rogers. Um, we yeah. should turn the game Ty off. Ty Montgomery, for that touchdown. Ty Montgomery, touchdown. I'm, I'm pretty sure all these people are watching this game, probably. <laughs> okay. So I don't think they well, need. To I have Rogers, so sit on it and spin, soldier. <laughs> Next time, leave the room. Let's. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime let's Rogers focus. Has a touchdown, let's I'm focus wet. on the show. Um, so yeah. Ty Montgomery started this week. Uh, he has looked good so far. He actually just scored, so I think he's in the vicinity. No, he didn't score. No, he did. Uh, I think he's... Oh, no, it's not. It's Devontae Adams. Sorry. See, you interrupted and you were wrong. Okay, but Ty Montgomery already has, like... He already has... Mike, you... Uh, feel free to quit. <laughs> no, I can't. If I quit, the podcast is going down a shithole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Ty Montgomery has looked great this... Uh, looked great so far. If you guys... Uh, if he's available, would you guys pick him up? I, I doubt he's available, but if he is. He's, he should be available. He's not 100% owned in leagues. There's no way. So he's, he's got to be out there. Um, my biggest thing was that uh, McCarthy compared him to players such as Randall Cobb in the open field for his speed and his hands. So if with, with Starks being out for four weeks, Lacey going on the IR, Niles Davis trying to cram a playbook inside of him, as quick as possible. Tymon Graham, I think, is a great start. And he might even replace a, a wide receiver even when they have a, a running back back there. Yeah, he's only 15% owned in all leagues. So exactly. So he's out there. Up. Now that Eddie Lacy needs ankle surgery, do you think he's going to push the 300-pound mark? Probably. And it, wasn't this his contract year, too? Yeah, dude. He so needs he's, to lose some serious, serious weight. Yeah, Eddie Lacy's going to come back looking like Medea. Or, uh, <laughs> or what's his name? Uh, well, he came out of LSU. 
drafted to Oakland. Oh, uh, uh, Jabubi. Oh, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell. Wasn't he like 280 at one point playing <laughs> he's, quarterback? He's gonna be, yeah, and he was drinking codeine. He's going to be eating Big Macs with uh, Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. <laughs> he was drinking codeine. That dude was – Oakland was not the right place for him. That was um, the easiest $50 million he's ever gotten, though. For sure. <laughs> that full said in the interview, he's like, I'll play for free if someone will take me. I was like, dude, nobody fucking wants you. They're just like, take your money and go, dude. Just go. The reporter said, how much codeine did you drink today? Oh, he's like, enough. Um, okay, so let's talk Stephon Diggs. He's been hobbled for the past couple weeks, coming off the bye week. People thought he was going to come back. He's been limited in practice on Wednesday. Limited in practice on Wednesday. And the Vikings said they really need to see a full practice out of him before they can be, feel good about starting him, especially because Adam Thielen, uh, he filled in and did really well. Um do you think that Diggs is going to play this week, and then should you start him? See, I don't think they should play him this week because what's their record? Five and one. Five and zero, oh, brother. Five and zero. Oh? Okay, yeah. So they're not in a desperate need for him to come back. Even if they happen to drop one, I think they're going to be okay. They need to focus on getting him healthy because one thing about hamstring injuries is they linger. So if you come back before you're fully healthy, you have a high chance of re-injuring it. So if I were them. But I don't know how he is because I'm not on the premises. But if I were them and he has a little bit of a lingering injury, you got to sit him. Yeah, I. if you're hobbled and limited even on Thursday, um, I mean, he might play Sunday. But even then, I feel like I can't play a wide receiver with a groin issue. No, it's it, bad news. It's like playing a running back with an ankle issue. Yeah, they might play through it, but are they are they going to be as effective as they could be? No, no. You got something to say, Brady? I just see you tapping away on your phone. You got no, any? I didn't write anything. Brady. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is a tough one. He hasn't really done anything recently. Uh, you can't really trade him for anyone. I think you can more of just hope for a big game uh, in the next coming weeks or just sit on him and hope he gets back into form. Because he did prove. He had flashes where he was a, a skilled wide receiver. Uh, big Ben, this one's tough for me to hear. Out four to six weeks. Uh, should you trade for another quarterback or should you play waivers and stream the best matchups? Um, it depends where you are in the standings. So if you are four and one or five and one, you can probably get away with playing waivers like Mariota's. Um, I don't want to say Tannehill. Maybe the Flacco's. It all depends on the matchup. But if you are in, like, if you are two and four, you need to trade for another quarterback because you can't afford to drop two, three more games without a good quarterback. <laughs> I, I I disagree here, man. I think that anyone there's. There's even better options on waivers. Quarterbacks have been so up and down recently, unless their name is like Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady, who you're going to have a hard time trading for. Um, I mean, there's guys this week like Jameis Winston's playing San Francisco. Hoyer would have been a good start, but he got injured. Uh, so that's kind of rough you have. And Alex Smith playing uh, New Orleans. Andy Dalton playing the Browns. There's options out there. And every week there's probably, I mean, unless that quarterback is taken, you just pick whoever's playing the Raiders or the Browns or the Saints or the Falcons. I mean, I, there's there's waiver options out there. Um, you just have to look. Yeah, you definitely can stream quarterbacks off waivers. I don't, I'm not totally against that, but don't be mad if you are like a, at the bottom of your league or barely in, limping into playoffs, but you still made it. But I think uh, streaming quarterbacks, depending on the matchups, is, is not as bad as we think. Or I mean, if you have a good mouthpiece, you can make a trade work out. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I got a trade going on right now. I'm waiting for him to accept it. Tell me if you guys think I'm losing this trade. I know I'm giving up a good amount, but I am decimated at wide receiver. I'm trading Matt Ryan and Golden Tate for Mike Evans and Sackerts. Damn that bad. What, what do you? What do you? What's so bad about that? I don't that's think that's a bad the Mike Evans is going to finish. Why is that five. bad for you when you have Aaron Rodgers and you're gaining Mike Evans for pretty much Golden Tate? You're not playing Matt Ryan, so why is that a bad trade for you? Well, I'm you're giving up losing. the number one quarterback. That's the only reason why. And he's, I think he's going to finish in the top five this year. Rodgers, I'm seeing him more around seven and eight, unfortunately. Oh, my God. You still oh. have a top ten quarterback oh, with a top boy. five well, wide receiver. Mike Evans is going to finish top ten, possibly top five this year. The way he's looked and the matchups they have near the end of the year. You, I, I think you raped that trade. You gave away someone you didn't need. Aaron Rodgers has already had his bye week, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're good to go. Well, we'll see. But giving up the number one quarterback and their offense looks really good, especially with that dual threat out of the backfield because I don't think any linebacker can cover Coleman. I mean, they they are have, they have big play written all over them. 
but he's not going to be putting up insane numbers every week. We talk about this with every single fantasy player. But he can he can net over three hundred yards passing every week. I can see that. And Rodgers he, did he hovering. do that against Seattle? Um, I don't think he did. I don't have the stats, but it's pretty damn near close. If not, I think he did it. I think he like yeah. He he had like an average score for a quarterback against Seattle. So it, it's gonna happen. That he's was not, Seattle too, and that's a number one or two defense. Well, yeah, and he's not gonna be playing bottom ten defenses for the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. You mean top ten defenses? No, bottom ten meaning he's gonna be playing. He's not gonna be playing shit defenses all year. So yes, uh, give Matty Ryan some credit. He actually had twenty one points last week. He threw for three thirty five yeah, and three see? touchdowns, and against a great secondary in uh, Seattle. Because he had Julio, the Thank guy you. connected with him like Thank six you. times in a row. They just couldn't stop Dude, Julio. Julio. I mean, he shit. still got Julio though. Julio shit on Richard Sherman, who no one ever shits on Richard Sherman, and Julio absolutely pooped on him. I remember texting the group and just be like, "Can someone fucking stop this guy?" Because I was playing him in my league. Richard Sherman is the king. Even before the play of the pass interference, he's the king of hiding pass interference. If you ever watch him, he always hands, always has a hand on the back, and he pulls the jersey just a little bit or just a little bit of a push. He's the king at that. Or holding hips. <clears throat> okay, let's talk Steelers offense again. What players from the Steelers offense are going to be hurt by Big Ben being down? What do you guys think? I think Antonio Brown. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the reason I, I, I state Antonio Brown, because with Big Ben, it's a 64-36 split, 64% pass, 34 um, or 36% run. Um, Mike Tomlin himself in an interview said that that is going to almost reverse. And, yes, Le'Veon Bell's stock, I think, is going to absolutely climb through the roof. Like, this was the best case scenario for every single Le'Veon Bell owner ever, even though you're still going to get a lot Mike. of points from him, but still. Um, <laughs> he gets hurt because he's on Mike's team. Yeah, exactly. And then last year in the four games that Big Ben was out, the Steelers averaged um, 162 passing yards and 152 rush yards a game. Yeah, Mike almost Vick is 50 years old. What do you expect? No. Okay, that gets to, I guess, my next one. The ones where Landry played, the seven games, Landry averaged 73 yards passing. He was 36 of 54 for 512 yards and three TDs and four picks. How do you expect any production from Antonio Brown when the guy can't get you the fucking ball? I guarantee you that Antonio Brown nets at least eight catches this week. I don't know if you want to call that my bold prediction, but he will catch at least four or five screen passes. That I promise well, you. Give me, give me a fantasy point perspective not a catch perspective because catches that doesn't mean she can get eight catches for 20 yards i think he will have antonio brown will have anywhere from 17 to 22 fantasy points i think he's gonna be under 15 well whatever you're smoking pass it this way soldier dude think about it think about it you think you think bill belichick in new england with a backup quarterback whose shit is just gonna let antonio run free you really think that's going to happen because that's their biggest threat other than Le'Veon Bell. You're telling me you think Malcolm Butler can cover Antonio Brown? I think Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver I in think, the league. I think and Malcolm Butler and a safety over the top can cover Antonio Brown. See, they're not going to really day. go over the top on Antonio Brown. They're going to do quick little dump-off easy passes for Landry Jones. And you don't think— And what's going to open it up is because Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to run well. So I think Antonio Brown—obviously, it's not as good without Big Ben, okay? I give you that. But I don't think he's going to do as bad as you say he is. I think he will. Okay, um, I agree to disagree. We could save that for later. I don't think Sammy Coates is going to be relevant either. No, because the deep ball is not going to be there because Landry, no. I don't think, will get him the ball that deep accurately. I bet Landry has about 250 to 275 passing yards, and I bet over 100 or probably to Antonio Brown. I'll, I'll put him under 250. Okay. <laughs> the prognosis is not good. I said probably anyone not named Le'Veon Bell is going to struggle. Unfortunately, I have Antonio Brown. There was a time... Uh, when the world was kind, and I hoped that Antonio Brown would um, would end up scoring well this week, and then uh, Justin, otherwise known as Brady, uh, shattered my dreams via group text, and so now that I was, just have that was to, all Sports Center. I just have to admit that um, the prognosis is not good. I mean, you still have to start Antonio Brown because he's Antonio Brown, but do not be shocked if he gives you less than ten. He's gonna have double digits, guys. Well, that would be great for me. We could save this for later because this is uh, my bro, really. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, Terrell Pryor didn't practice Wednesday. He's having a hammy issue. 
He's leading the team in receptions and yards with Corey Coleman out. Uh, tied for the team league in touchdowns. Are you starting him if he plays? Like you said it earlier, I don't trust a wide receiver with a hamstring issue. Same thing that's happening with John Brown, too, is he also has a hammy issue. Um, I don't trust it. Um, I don't start anyone on the Browns this week. I don't trust anyone. I wouldn't start him if he plays either. Going to have to agree. Really? Nope. You wouldn't start Terrell Pryor if he played. Nope. So what other option would you play? Give me somebody that you'd play other than Terrell Pryor. Golden Tate. Uh, Gary Barnage, Ty Montgomery. So you'd put a tight, <laughs> you'd put it, you'd put a tight end in your flex over Terrell Pryor. I think Gary Barnage is going to be their number one option in the packing game or uh, passing game. Or uh, Hawkins, who's the guy? Is his name Ricardo Hawkins? Andre, Andre, dude, I have him in my league, and he got me a touchdown last week. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, and he's going to be the number one wide receiver. <laughs> what a joke! I just the Browns. <laughs> Dude, but I'll make make a crazy bet with you, Mike, right now, just because you just said that. If Terrell Pryor plays, I bet you he outscores Hawkins. Well, that's not that crazy. Andrew Hawkins. Well, you guys were just saying. I know he's the number one guy, but but he sucks. But you guys were just saying that Terrell Pryor was going to not do shit, and you wouldn't even start him. So why are you trying to tell me that if you're not going to start him, then how is he going to outscore Hawkins? If you wouldn't start the guy. I don't want anybody on this offense, Buffs. I only want Pryor if he's healthy. Okay, let's talk Will Fuller. Let's move on here. Uh, Pryor, hopefully he plays. If he doesn't, uh, don't be shocked. If he does, I, I don't think you can safely play him. Um, Will Fuller says he hopes to play Monday night against the Broncos. He's also having a hamstring injury. Uh, yet again, another guy I can't, I can't trust playing. I think we're going to see a lot of Lamar Miller this game. What do you guys think? As sad as I was to get rid of him and trade him away, I'm kind of glad I did. I don't think he's going to perform well versus Denver. It's a Monday night game, and Denver's defense has looked great. I had a funny little feeling that Fuller was going to get a dose of reality after those two crazy-ass games. I think Hopkins is going to go off. Against Denver? I have to disagree. Brock? No. Yes. I don't think Brock has something to prove. Vaughn Miller is going to eat Brock's lunch all day long. I think you you saw Phillip struggle. No one on that offense is going to perform well. No. Hopkins is going to get double-digit targets. I bet he pulls in at least seven of them for about 80 yards and a touchdown. So I think that's a good amount of points that you can expect from DeAndre Hopkins. Mikey boy, it's only going to be Lamar Miller. Broncos got 24th rank rush defense. Uh, they've proved 22nd. that. 22nd or 24th? 22nd. Okay, I'm going to stick with 24th. That's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> Anywhere around there. Uh, 20th to 25th. There's somewhere in there. Move them up and down depending on how much you like the team. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Lamar Miller. I think he's gotten that cap off by getting in the end zone, and that is the only guy you're going to see. I would say that's true if Lamar Miller can run through the tackles. They have so much speed on the outside with their outside linebackers. I don't see Lamar Miller breaking 60 yards this week rushing. And, Mike, I hope you're right because I'm playing him. And that's what's hella crazy because I did write this down too. I don't see Lamar Miller getting on the three-yard line and running into a brick wall and breaking through that brick wall. He has to get outside. And when you get outside, you got Vaughn Miller. And who's Shane gonna, Ray. Exactly. He's, he won't be able to bounce outside. He won't be the little shifty fast guy on the outside. He's going to have to pound the ball down the middle. And I, and still, he I think he's going to get stuffed if he goes down the middle. I think that hopefully the Texans have learned that that uh, Lamar Miller needs his space. Uh, they'll get him in space. I don't think Lamar Miller. I mean, I don't think Von Miller is as good at chasing down a running back as you guys think he is. Oh um, I can see. What? I can see Lamar Miller having a great game. Oh God! Wow! <laughs> wow! Holy shit! Agree to disagree. Every Denver Bronco fan just unsubscribed this whole entire podcast. Yeah. Goodbye, all zero of you. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins will outscore Lamar Miller this week. You want to shake on that, Mike? Shake on it. What, for a butt plug? No, pull him down. Let's shake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So we talked enough about Lamar Miller. Let's move on. Uh, Talk about David Johnny Johnson. Um, He is hotter than our freshman year health teacher, Miss O'Leary. Oh, my God. Do you think he's ever going to cool down? I got a quick story about that. I don't know how you guys will feel about it. Yeah, we all know that she was Fuego. One day she was wearing like like a kind of blackish skirt with a black thong, but her blackish skirt was kind of see-through. So when she was writing on the board, I was like, oh my God, this is what a big hearty feels like. <laughs> oh my Mike learned about erections in his health class, I did. literally. 
She and probably I, did that on purpose too. I got like detention bitch. on purpose so She's I like, could uh, <laughs> so you could hang out with Miss Valeria. Yeah, she can yell at me and you're get all titillated. You're a smart man. You are a smart man. Um, so do you guys think that this is going to be an MVP season from David Johnson? Is he going to cool down ever? If if he doesn't get bit by this injury bug that's floating around the league and at least gives me 14 games, I think it's for sure he's going to be the MVP. For sure. I think it's going to be a toss-up between him and Zeke. The way he's performing right now and having four games back to back to back to back with 130-plus, the dude's going off. But but with, with Johnson in the six games in a row with over 130 all-purpose yards, that's it's true. I think, it's insane. unfortunately, because I've been riding David Johnson to the money train, he's going to cool down, but I'm not saying he's going to do bad. Don't. Don't mess up my words here. Wait, wait, wait. He's just not going to get 130 yards every single game. I, I think he That can. would be an automatic Hall of Famer right there, and that's just not going to happen. Um, who? I got a question for you guys. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Zeke or David Johnson? David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. Just because he catches the multiple balls out of the backfield. Uh, I have to agree, David Johnson. If you've watched since week five when they played the Niners, um, Bruce Arians has completely changed the identity of this team. Carson Palmer had that concussion protocol. He came back. He was a game manager against the Jets. David Johnson ran the ball a lot. We're going to be seeing a lot of DJ. Um, I think that now that they've changed the identity of that team, there's no there's no way that he doesn't finish number one as long as he doesn't get injured. Um, Zeke will be probably number two. It just depends on how crazy he does. Um, but, yeah, David Johnson's the man. If you drafted him high, it's just one of those guys where you're like, yeah, this really came through for me. I think I think this week is going to be I think this week will answer our question if he's going to be the MVP or not. If he goes into Seattle, I think no, it's in Arizona. If he plays against Seattle and puts up big numbers, goes over 100 in even in scrimmage yards, then we I think we can safely say that he's pretty much on his way if he remains healthy because Seattle hands down is the best defense in the league right now. We all know that. So if if David Johnson can put up a decent game against Seattle, I think we're we're looking at the league MVP. That's pretty much exactly how I answered that question. Uh, this game is going to be a true test against a great Seattle run D. If he performs well this week, he's going to perform well for the rest of the year as long as he doesn't get injured. I think we all agree there. All right, let's move on to Alex Smith. Chiefs are uh, they're hosting the New Orleans Saints. Do you think he's a solid start playing the Saints this week? I think so. Um, the Saints are giving up an average of 33 points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, Alex Smith has only two turnovers this year, and the Saints have only forced two turnovers. So don't expect any um, interceptions from Alex Smith. It's just really not in the cards. Um, the only thing that scares me is that I feel like it might be a running back show with uh, Spencer Ware and Jamal Charles because um, they've been. it's been proved, I think, Spencer Ware has touched the ball 91 times, which is more than Travis Kelsey, Jeremy Macklin, and Chris Conley combined. So for that, um, that's the only thing that scares me about Alex Smith. Yeah, see, I don't really uh, trust Alex Smith. He is the definition of a game manager. He doesn't really take any deep shots. He is the ultimate check down. So I would try to find someone else to start this week. I don't trust him. Yeah, he's going against a, a crap Saints D, but I just don't see him doing that well. Yeah, I know he has like four games where he's thrown the ball over 30 times. I just I just don't have that feeling like, oh, hell yeah, I feel comfortable starting Alex Smith. Yeah, he, he averages around 19 completions a game. So and you got to think between Travis Kelsey, Spencer Ware, Jamal Charles, and Macklin catching balls. Um it's kind of a toss-up. I feel like a lot of it is the running game, and um, I think they're just going to pound, pound, pound with the ball on the ground. Ooh. Oh, my did, God. Did you see that? that I was, like that. That was nice. That was a nice pound, pound, pound with the ball on the ground. Hey. <laughs> Not that dope. Get over yourself. Super Not sick. Bad. Yeah, it's going to be the Wear Charles show. It's going to be a little thunder and lightning. I think it, we'll see more Jamal Charles than we did um, – than we did last week, but it's still not going to be uh, one guy or another. I think they're going to split it. It's probably going to be more like 60-40, where Charles, yet again, I can both see them having good fantasy days. Um, Alex Smith, yeah, they're not going to really make him throw that much. I don't think Jerry Macklin's good. Um, Travis Kelsey, he might be a good red zone target. Other than that, I don't think they really use him to move the ball down the field. Uh, would any of you guys play Jerry Macklin? Hell no. No. I have. A, I don't know. He's one of those guys that I just – 
absolutely hate. I don't know why. I just hate the guy. He was. He'd be way better off with a quarterback that throws the ball over twenty yards. Um, or didn't spread the ball. Because because when when Macklin was in Philly, Macklin was actually a decent fantasy producer. And I remember I had him one year. Completely different offense. But what? Uh, that's what I'm saying. If he's on a team other Completely than different. the fucking Chiefs, Mike, Mike he's a good wide finish. receiver. <laughs> Clearly, it's a different offense. <laughs> I just said Philadelphia. Justin, though, if, if you think about it, it's a different offense. Clearly. Think about it, though. Clearly. And injury prone is fit. <laughs> okay let's talk jack doyle and that injury prone indianapolis offense and defense for that matter literally half the offense is out this week um he's technically the number two target behind ty hilton um philip dorsett's not looking good and he was never really looking good before when he was playing um do you guys think he's a solid start wait uh, when you say half the offense who is out other than dorsett and allen Dorsett, Allen, Moncrief, and two well, offensive linemen. Yeah, that's almost that's a lot. Well, okay, we don't, lot we, don't, we don't score um, uh, linebackers we, we, or, or linemen. All right, so Mr. why is that technical. relevant? But they're vital that, to the passing game. That is and running so game. relevant, you douche. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who's gonna block for Andrew Luck? Okay, so with blocking as it is. Okay, so you're not starting anybody on Indianapolis. No, I would say the only one I'd feel comfortable starting would be I would start Jack Doyle at tight end if I didn't have one of the top three or four guys. I would really feel comfortable. I think he's going to at least net nine points minimum. I think the yardage is actually going to be up more than normal because normally he's just a big red zone guy, but there is nobody else there. You wouldn't start T.Y. then? Oh, no, I would start T.Y., but I know he's <laughs> I know he's guy. I said I would start T.Y. I said, no, you didn't. Well, you said the only person you would start is Jack Doyle. Okay, well, let me rephrase that. Mike, would, Mike well, it's a completely different well, audience. And, and, and you don't think that <laughs> and you don't think any other wide receivers are going to come out of the cuts, like a Cameron Meredith or something like that? You don't think Cameron, that's going to happen? Cameron Meredith is on the Bears. I, I, oh I my think <laughs> it's a completely different offense. Completely different offense. No, I do. I know what you're saying, Puffs. You know but what I mean? I think the number one and two scores this week for the offense of the Colts, different offense, sure, will be T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle. But the only thing that scares me about Jack Doyle, like, and you put this in the script, though, is if he doesn't get his touchdown, he's not relevant. Because if you if you look if you look at his his games where he doesn't score a touchdown, which was four games, he's averaging two points, Dude, two if, points. So if, he's not a possession fucking tight end either. If your tight end's name isn't Jordan Reed or Rob Gronkowski, they're all irrelevant. You don't average unless, two points. They're can all I, irrelevant unless they get the touchdown. Can I guess a Jack Doyle number for you guys right now? I'm starting Jack Doyle, so please do. Five catches, sixty and change in a tub. Wow. Take it to the bank. You heard it for your <gasps> touchdown, Rogers. Devontae Adams, another tub. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on and talk Willie Sneed. Um, do you guys think that Willie Sneed's going to get back on track against a stout Kansas City pass defense? That's a negative. He's not. That's actually part of my bro really thing, so I will let you guys talk on this one. Well, now I know I'm going to get attacked. Uh Marcus Peters is going to be covering Cooks. Let's be honest. You know he's going to. What? Don't fucking look at that. <laughs> I agree. So, um, who I don't think is going to be relevant at all is going to be uh, your boy Mark Ingram. Um, I could see Snead hovering around like six catches for 55 yards, maybe a touchdown, which in a half-point PBR league, that's eight points, which is not very good. I'm not saying he's going to catch up this week, but don't lose your faith in Willie Snead. That's what I'm trying to say. What are you going to say? Mark? I got another bold prediction about Mark Ingram. So I read a nice little stat today because we all know the Saints offense doesn't play as well on the road as they do um, at home. Mark Ingram gets pounded with carries when they play on grass and they play away. Do you oh, have that stat? I have, I have his carries stats in his career and year, and it's fucking bad. Dude. It's you are. Bad. I. He will get at least twenty touches between rushing and passing. This Do week. you know his guarantee? You know his highest year of average carries. Do you know how many they what, were? Brady. Fourteen. Cover me with 14. information. Fourteen carries he averaged, and that was his highest year. Fourteen. And this, and his whole entire career is eight. He so, will have over twenty carry or over twenty touches this game, whether it's fifteen carries and five catches or fucking. 16 carries, 4 catches. He will net at least 20 touches this game. Mark my words. I don't think Not so. saying that he's going to go crazy because the fact that their defense is so bad, it kind of makes them irrelevant. And Drew Brees looks like an MVP who will be up there with David Johnson, by the way. So if you if you take this as a listener, 
what is him touching the ball 20 times other than okay. me and you arguing? Okay, here we go. I'll explain. What, is that, what does that do? If you just said he's not going to do anything okay. Okay, good. Wait. Did he catch the ball last week? Because he went 16 for 51 last week and looked like shit. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, you got to think of it this way, guys. Touches are opportunities for points. We get that. Okay, that's why I talk about touches and targets and whatnot because that's opportunity for scoring. If the touches and targets aren't there, the likelihood of them scoring will be down. So if you get 20 touches, he can possibly break off five of them to be decent yards. I see him anywhere from 75 to 100 yards net net this week. No way. Oh God, I can't wait to play this back and just I shower think, you. I, I think he's under. I think he's Beep. under 65 yards rushing. I'll put that on. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll say 16. Yards I'll say 16 carries for for 65. Or lower. no catching. No, I'm not. We're talking about rushing. You just said rushing. I'm talking about net netting, receiving, and rushing. Wait, are we talking about washing? Washing. Oh my God. We're washing Willie. He'll Hawk. be okay. All together, he'll be under 100. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, keep rolling your eyes, Dick. Won't you suck Mark Ingram a little bit more, dude? Dude, he's good. Little he's bit better more. than you guys are giving him credit for. That's what's just driving me nuts. He's really showed it this year. All right, let's he's talk still about a top Andy back, you Dalton. He's 24th. Let's talk about Andy What Dalton. league are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the stats for fantasy. He's the 24th scoring uh, uh, running back okay. guy. Yeah, and he has a, already had a bye. Went over half the teams have it. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey, mom and dad, can we talk about Andy Dalton, please? The red rifle? Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck Andy Dalton. The big old uh, do you think he's a sneaky good start this week? Absolutely. Anyone who plays the Browns is him. Anyone who plays the Niners, great starts. Yep, 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 yep. That's what I don't like about Matthew Berry's love hate is that he always yeah. loves the dudes that target like the worst defenses. It's like, dude, make a bold prediction. Thank you. That was part of my bro, really. Bro, way to ruin it. Uh, Why'd you say thank you? Because uh, uh, I agree. <laughs> no, but. Um, yeah, because mom and dad aren't fighting. AJ Green is going to go nuts this week. I think he's the number one or number two receiver this week. Joe Hayden is injured. Who's going to cover him? How do you feel about Brandon LaFell? I think he's going to get his, I do. Uh, his fourth touchdown in a row. Um, maybe. I don't see LaFell. I think he's hovering around about an eight fantasy. I see him maybe five catches, 40 yards, and if he gets that touchdown, good for you. But I don't see a crazy huge day. I see AJ Green, like, you're going to call me crazy. Eight to 11 catches. North of 100 yards in a tub. I think LaFell is Why would I call that crazy? Well, I mean, because that's pretty crazy numbers. If you can get 8 to 11 catches over 100 yards in a tub, am yep. I crazy, Ryan? Uh, let's hear what Zach was about to say before yeah, you cut before him you off. rudely interrupted me. All right, just point at me when you want me to talk, guys. I mean, you could just apologize. I'm sorry. Okay. Mike, you can quit so any I think day he now. was irrelevant last game. <laughs> he had one touchdown, two receptions for 13 yards, and he caught a two-yard catch in the end zone. Who's that? LaFell. I don't think he's going to be relevant this game either. You want to make a bet? Yeah. I think LaFell goes... Can you stop chewing gum, you <laughs> a-hole? Dude, my mic picks up everything. I got to stop. Um... I don't know if it's a bet, but you make you, you can make a bull prediction. I'll make a bull prediction. I think he'll have five catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Exact number yeah. of yards. So if he has 77, you're wrong? Yep. yep. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You could do plus or minus five. I think he has three receptions. Plus or minus five points. Oh, he will five definitely. Yards, five yards, oh. five yards. So you'll have 83. So 77. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, my God. Gotcha. Well, you do didn't explain it. What the fuck? Explain it. Well, I understood what you were saying. So cool. Say, Why you suck each other? Three receptions on six targets for 36 yards. No touchdown. Okay. Sweet. I think Andy Dalton is a great stream this week. He doesn't really qualify as a stream because he's technically owned in 76% of leagues, but he's had a good year. He's only thrown two interceptions. He's got six touchdowns on the year, one rushing. Um, yes, just like we said, it's always safe to play someone against the Browns. Um, I think Brandon LaFell, whoever isn't guarded by Joe Hayden, is going to have a big game. If Joe Hayden stays in one spot and they move A.J. Green around, A.J. Green's uh, going to have a big game. I think both these receivers eat. Who I don't think eats is Jeremy Hill. I don't see him having a big game. Well, I, I think we were saying, are, are you for sure that Joe Hayden's out? I think I don't know if he's no, playing No, I don't know if he's out, but he's definitely hurt. So a hurt Joe Hayden can't stay with the healthy A.J. Well, Green. The, the week, I forgot who they played. But I remember we were saying that same thing, and then Joe Hayden actually played and shut down whoever he was covering. Yeah, it was That's um, AJ Green, though. You know, he ain't gonna shut down AJ. No, it was. Uh, I forget who, who was it. Was. Yeah, it was someone. It big was a too. superstar. It, it was. was a, it was a superstar name. 
Uh, we thought it was gonna be like a blowout too, and it wasn't. Well, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Joe Hayden's a stud. He's had he's had battles against uh, AJ Green before. It was actually I think it was um, was it Washington? He shut down Deshaun Jackson. Well, that's not that big of a name. <laughs> Sorry. Totally different. Jeez, Mike, you're salty tonight, dude. Super I know. salty. Aaron Rodgers kind of made me happy, and I think he's gonna score. Dude, shut again. that computer off. Okay, let's talk let's again. Okay, Cameron Meredith. He's playing right now, so we can kind of just kind of <laughs> have the stats in front of us and then go in on him. Um, is it safe to say that he was a must start in this game after two great weeks? Yeah. Uh, best laid plans. We know how the game's going right now, but before the game started. Well, yeah, because like Mike says, he gets a lot of opportunities from targets. He had 27 in two games, 15 all in one game. Uh, but wait, what's his stats this game? Well, like, as he's got 12 yards. At, yeah, I'm glad because okay. I, I told uh, one of my friends to start him over Tyrell Williams. Or I told him to start Tyrell Williams over Meredith, knowing that he'll do the opposite of what I said. And thank you. Well, is, is James, but I did not expect him to do this bad. Don't get me wrong. Is James Shields back? Because if James Shields is back, that could be... Who is James Sam Shields? Shields? Sam Shields. Or Sam James Shields. Bond? Whatever. Sam Shields. There's is Sam Shields movie. back? Shields. No, I don't think so. Sam Shields. Chicago no. offense can't do shit this game, and it's pissing me off because Zach oh, Miller was supposed yeah. to be a well, part big of part it. Of no, Hoyer went down, dude. Hoyer going down. Yeah, Hoyer well, went down. I don't care. Check down to your goddamn tight end. Yeah. Pissing me yeah, off. Yeah, right. If you think about it, that makes sense. <laughs> I think Hoyer broke his form. Did you see that play? It no, looked bad, dude. It looked bad. It looked bad. I just got your text, and I was like, okay, I don't know how this... Affects me in any way? No, because you do slow stroke the Bears. If we go back, tough matchup. The Bears Whoa. are one and five. Okay, but tough an, matchup. An injury, an injury doesn't, an injury doesn't prove shit. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time, folks. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's talk Browns offense. Uh, but let's not hesitate too long on this. Are you starting anyone? Negative. No. I mean, if I was absolutely decimated, a wide receiver and prior does play, I would say yes. But I don't feel comfortable. Like we said earlier, I don't trust anyone with a hamstring injury. You, uh, how do you guys feel about Duke Johnson? Um, he's streaming. He's done really well, he's, actually, this he's, year. He's rushing five, 5.2 yards a carry. Right. And Crowell, is, he just dropped five spots in scoring after one week. Yeah, see, the thing is with the rushing offense of the Bill or the, the Browns, they're normally down by so much. There's no such thing as a rushing offense. Well, and that's what I like about Duke is that he catches the ball. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, I'm starting Crowell because I'm kind of hoping to bank on that touchdown. But um, I do see where Duke Johnson could be a good play, especially in PPR leagues. And your running backs look like mine in one of my leagues when I lost six guys. Yeah, and I would just sit on him because if, if Crowell keeps putting in these bad games, um, they're going to start increasing that load for Duke. So... Um, I think that'd be a great pickup to stash, um, even though they do pass the ball a lot because they are always down. But then in the same in the same terms, Duke Johnson does catch the ball, so you're really not losing out too much on that. Yeah, I mean, another person I would start. You guys are gonna freak out about this is Gary Barnage. I can see him. Uh, I can see like him having a good game. The fifth time you said Gary Barnage today. Yeah, watch him do well. I agree. I think he could do well, but I just don't trust that offense. Fucking suck fest tonight. Okay. Go, Devontae. Go, Devontae. Go, Devontae. Go, 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 go. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's move on to CJ Fyodorowicz. Uh, looks like him and Brock are on the same page for the next couple of weeks. Uh, do you think he's a good start this week against Denver? I know Hunter Henry just torched that defense. No. I wouldn't start him. The no. offense is going to struggle on Monday night. Mark my words. Yeah, neither would I. Um, yeah, Hunter Henry did do wonders against Denver, which, of course, I didn't think so. Um, but that was the only touchdown that Denver has allowed to a tight end, and they're only averaging five catches for 57 tight ends playing Denver, which in a standard league is only five points, which I guess isn't that bad for a tight end, but you still don't, you still don't want to stream CJ for, for this game. There's no way. I definitely want CJ, not just because of what Hunter Henry did last week. I just see this game being a lot closer than you guys think it's going to be. Yeah, Denver's obviously the better team. I think Osweiler goes like, well, he's he's going to be into it. Don't get me wrong. He's going against his old team. I think he has something to prove. Like, oh, you guys let me go. Exactly like that. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than you think. And I see uh, CJ having a decent day, especially if Fuller's out. I think he's the number two option there behind Hopkins. I don't see him having that big of a day. I just like going against Mike. It's fun. I can see <laughs> 7 to 12 points from CJ. Okay, moving on to a guy that bounced back last week after a 
really rough start to the season. Do you guys think that Golden Tate can keep this thing running? I put give him a go again in, uh, uh, with exclamation points. I feel like um, the, for the beginning of the season, I feel like the trust between Stafford and Tate weren't there. Tate would run routes, and Matthew Stafford would throw the ball where Tate was supposed to be, and he just wasn't there, which resulted in that pick in, in the Philly game or one of the games. Yeah, I remember and that. I feel like um, after that happened, we didn't see Tate because he was probably getting spanked on, this, on the sideline. And I feel like as a quarterback as well, when you don't have faith in your wide receiver getting to a certain spot where he's supposed to be, you're not going to really look his way. And last week he kind of proved that there is some sort of trust building right now. The one thing that I can say with Golden Tate is as long as Ebron's out, as long as Riddick is out, someone else has to get touched besides Marvin Jones. So, P.I., um... I definitely would say start him again this week. I kind of made a mistake by overcoaching, and I didn't go with my gut instinct, and I hate when I, when I don't do that. I overthink and overcoach. But um, as long as all those guys are out, the target's got to go somewhere, and Stafford throws the ball 35, 40 times a game, so I can see him having a decent day. It is also hard to trust somebody after one good performance in one game of the season, too. So, And he has a good matchup for Soretskins. So... It is, but if you don't have really anybody else to play, you might as well just just give it a go and see if it happens. And if not, then you're you're proven that he is shit, and then you feel much better. Yeah, my choice is Tavon Austin or Golden Tate, so I'm going Golden Tate. Yeah, I'd I'd go Golden Tate too. Just ride him one more week, see what happens. You might like him after this week. Or he's a sell high candidate. Yeah, if he if he goes off. Yeah, nets twenty points. All right, we can move on. Right, dog. All right. Oakland offense, they're going, uh, traveling to the East Coast to play the Jags. This is the 1 o'clock game. Um, are we worried about Cooper and Crabtree against a surprisingly tough uh, Jaguars pass defense? That's hella funny because I think I was, I was one of them that said that the Jags' uh, pass defense was tough. But it, I just looked up the numbers now, and it's not. Uh, Cameron Meredith, who's a rookie, just torched him for 101. And then... Um, they're they're giving up the ninth most points to opposing wide receivers, and you're rolling your eyes, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the argument of offenses don't travel well from East Coast to West Coast or West Coast to East Coast, but I do agree with you that I think they're not as good as everyone's saying that they are. But I I don't know. I just there's something about the Raiders. Maybe it's because I'm a Niners fan. I just always expect them to fuck up. I do. I just, sorry for the language, my French, but I just, I don't know. I honestly, if I had to choose one to start this week, I'd start Cooper over Crabtree, but I don't feel comfortable with either. Not, okay, this week. Right, I'm going to go the full. opposite. I see Crabtree outscoring Cooper this week. Let's make another bet. All right, what do you want it to be? Just, just what you just said. I think Amari Cooper outscores my Crabtree. I have a okay, I, straight up. Yeah, I have okay. Amari. I have Amari in the hundred a hundred yard column again for the the third week straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I actually had him at it was like seven receptions for one oh five and a touchdown against the Jags. Yeah, I think this game's going to be closer. And um, how many t- interceptions does Blake Bortles have this week or fumbles? I'm streaming him, so hopefully none. <laughs> the, I'm okay. hoping for a big game. For this Blake this might change your mind because Blake Bortles loves to throw picks, and Oakland has, I think it was the, um, I think they have eight interceptions. I got faith in my boy Blake Bortles this week. So, hold on. I traded for the red rifle. So, um, <laughs> I lost all faith in Blake Bortles, and it just r- reminded me that – all his points did come in the last four games last year to make him a top what a top four five quarterback on last year's numbers. But yeah, all his games, all his points came in the last few games. I just do not trust um, Blake Bortles anymore. Yeah, Oakland's tenth in takeaways this year. Um, should be an interesting game for sure. Let's talk Raiders running backs. Um, Justin, I have I wrote Q Justin rant on here after you hear what I say. Oh, no, I'm uh, over it because it's not Latavius even Latavius Murray will be the top-scoring Raiders running back, but not by a lot. I could see him getting the touchdown. Did um, you just say that? Yeah, I did. I did. He's lying. Shit. He's, He's playing. Lying. Um, wow. No, yeah, I think I honestly think that Latavius Murray will be the leading Raiders running back scorer. I think he'll probably score 10 points. He'll have 40 yards and a touchdown, and the other guys will have like three to four. 
That's actually, I think that's going to be pretty accurate. But I still think Latavius Murray sucks, and I just think he's going to get a touchdown this week. He's not going to net any yards. It's just not. Tackle him, tackle him, good. Watch him go over like 75 and a touchdown. I would, be, I would not be surprised, actually, especially with how much schlang I've been throwing his way. Schlang. Yeah. Um, I'll start him this week so he gets hurt. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> the funny thing is, is he probably would get hurt. Uh, would you guys sit Derek Carr this week? No. No. No, 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 no. Why would you sit, why would you sit Derek Carr? I don't think you can. I mean, he's, he's stellar. It uh, doesn't matter if the offense is traveling or not. He's proven he can get it done. Um, they've got a lot of fourth-quarter drives. They're managing to win games, even with that defense not doing them any favors at all. Well, not uh, to mention Jacksonville's given up 1,200 yards this year so far to quarterbacks, which is uh, quite enticing for uh, quarterbacks going against Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't see Carr scoring in the top 12 this week. I just don't. I think their offense sputters. And uh, I think he'll probably have about 250 yards passing and maybe two touchdowns. So you think Landry is going to be better than Carr this week? Because you no. said Landry's over. You said Landry would be over 250 yards, and you just said Derek Carr well, was going to pass I for guess 250 now that you yards. That way, I think they're about damn close to each other. Let's Carr, just say that. Carr I'll call out, it a wash. Carr will outscore Landry. Wash. Um, okay. Touchdown. So let's talk. Allen Robinson and uh, and the Jags offense. Other than Blake Bortles, we already talked about Blake Bortles. Do you think this is a game where Allen Robinson succeeds, though? Um, the Raiders are allowing 0. .72 fantasy points per passing attempt. That's pretty insane. If if Robinson doesn't, if Robinson or Bortles doesn't have a good game here, I think it's about time to give up or or get rid of Robinson because I don't think Bortles is really going to be on a lot of teams. Um, but this is the week. This is the defining week for all you Allen Robinson owners. I agree with that. We keep saying that he's due, that he's due. I don't even think it's near. It's it's Blake Bortles' fault. It's not Allen Robinson's fault. But um, I can see Allen Robinson coming down the stretch with some good games back to back to back. But as of right now, where you drafted him, he's just not getting the job done. If you have him, I, I know you probably want to sell him. And if you don't have him and you're willing to take a chance, you can probably get him for pretty low right now. No, and I agree, too, because you can be a great wide receiver, and if you don't have a quarterback, it's kind of hard for you to get the ball. Um, but Oakland's allowed the fifth most points to quarterbacks this year, and they've allowed the fourth most to wide receivers. So that's why I'm saying if, if both of them don't have decent to great fantasy weeks, it's kind of you should be scared at that point, I believe. Hey, Jacksonville, I got an idea. So what I want you to do is I want you to buy some Oakland Raider jerseys online, throw them on your wide receivers, and I can guarantee you Blake Boyles will throw it to them. Very true. <laughs> All right, so those are our fantasy thoughts. Anybody else have anything to add before we wrap this segment up? Um, Jacksonville running backs. I believe Chris Ivory will be a sneaky good start this week because <laughs> look what I wrote on the script <laughs> about Blake Bortles. Anyway, um, I definitely think that <laughs> Chris Ivory will be a good start. TJ Eldon, maybe. <laughs> Do you think we have any Thai listeners? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't. I think we should maybe stay away from that. I mean, they suck pretty hard, so... Well, how do you how do you how do you know how good a tie hooker sucks? Well, I heard that's the place to go when you're oh, trying to get your Mike. Uh, Mike there, spends his that. money foolishly. Let's just say that. Yeah, you I'm supporting like 20 Nigerian princesses right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you got that email too, or what? <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, thanks, Mike. You're you're pretty soon. I'm not I'm not gonna have to work. So I appreciate you falling for my scams. Uh, I don't think any Jags running backs are going to be good. Are you kidding me, dude? Who do you think scores more, Yeldon or Ivory? Ivory. Yeldon. Ivory because he's going to get that touchdown. That's the only reason why. If Ivory does not get a touchdown, Yeldon will outscore him. I agree with that. Well, you can't can't do that. Okay, Chris Ivory will get a touchdown and 60 yards rushing. He will get 12 points. Because then once we say Yeldon outscored him, you're going to say, well, yeah, because he didn't get the touchdown. I said that. So well, I'm, I'm right and I'm wrong at the, the same time. That voice, need. that voice, let's stop right there. That voice is the exact voice my mom uses when she's making fun of me for something stupid Dude, I said. That's the exact voice that everybody uses to make fun of somebody. Well, I'm just letting you know what you need to score. I'm just letting you know the situations, whether he gets one or he doesn't. That's the only way he's going to be relevant if he gets that touchdown. Actually, Chris Ivory had more catches than TJ Yeldon last week, so eat it. But Yeldon will outscore Ivory. Um, yeah. 
Go to bed. <laughs> no, let's move on to bro, really, because I have a feeling it's going to get really nasty. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a good segment. Everybody, uh, turn your stereo or your headphones way up. Who wants to start first with their me, me, bro? Me, me. Fuck you, Matthew. So, so Matt what Barry. I said about Matthew oh. Barry... <laughs> Okay, he, he loves he loves Antonio Brown, and like I said earlier, Fuck um, <laughs> I don't really like Antonio Brown this week. Wait, was that um, the the Patriots defense has allowed twenty the twenty third most points to opposing wide receivers last year or in this year, which is not that good. Um, and last year, I already told you about Landry's shit numbers, and um, these you know you just fucked my entire thing up. No, <laughs> I want to. Well, I'm just saying, fuck you, Matt Barry. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. Can I finish your bro? Really? Yeah, you can finish the... it out. We can split bro. it. Really? Thank you. We'll split it like Fucker. that. I think I said I like uh, Antonio Brown just as much as Matthew Berry likes his wife, which is not very sa- was not saying very much. I think Matt Berry loves his wife. His wife could no give a crap. Not about after him. not after Mike exposed his brother and her in the bins that he just bought her. Matt Berry's brother's a sad. Yeah, Matt Berry's brother's name's Thad, so you know he's got that dunk. <laughs> Do we know drives a Benz? Me. That is true. Tough daddy. All right, I guess it's my turn. I'm going after Matthew Berry every week. I will find one flaw or two. First off, I think I said this last week and I'll say it again. Dude, Matt Berry, be original. Stop doing everything off the numbers. Honestly, it just makes you look like a tool bag. I just think you're relying on all your little analysts to send you the emails. Oh, uh, I would start Allen Robinson this week because... Oakland has the worst pass defense. It's like, dude, eat an ass, be original, figure it out. First off, Willie Sneed and Golden Tate will both have double-digit fantasy days and have PPR. So I can't wait to shove that one in your face. Oh, yeah, and can you tell your wife to stop texting me? I told her it was a one-time thing. I don't want to do her and her stinky vajay every single night. I just don't like it. Shave the bush, bitch. I can. Okay. It's so funny because we can go. Uh, we can go from bro uh, really to me arguing with you right now and talking hell of shit because you pretty much because I do like all the stat things too. And you pretty much just called me out on that, and I could call you out on exactly what you do. But I'm not gonna start we're not, that. We're gonna move on. I'm not to gonna start that. Really. I'm gonna get Ryan to his bro really. Okay, so I'm going after the same guy this week, uh, Dave Richard, Cuckold. Dave the Dick. Um, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit of story about Dave. I actually did a little research and I found out a lot about him. Uh, when Dave was born, he was born on January 32nd, uh, 1954. And January 32nd? Yeah, he's a Let weird dude. Let him finish. Why'd you Let put your hand up finish. there? Because January 32nd is my favorite day of the month. Just follow my story here, please. Just just trust me. I'm going to take you on a little journey about Dave. Um, yeah, when he was born, he was one of those kids that would cry every time his mom left the room until he was like 12. Um, I still do that. Is that a problem? No, no, of course not, Zach. Are you saying that he was breastfed until he was 17? Hey, let him finish, dude. Let him finish. I'm asking a question about his bro, really. I'm not attacking it. He was breastfed until he was 17. He was was touched by his his boy nanny at age five. Uh, That was Matthew Berry's brother, by the way. Yeah, Matthew Berry's brother. (laughs) As a funny story, Matthew Berry's brother, Thad. Thad. (laughs) Raz. Thad Berry was Dave Richards. Uh, he was his nanny, and he he taught him the ways of the erection at a young age. Finger bang. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Dave Richard lost his virginity at the age of 11 and went and told everyone at school. They thought he was cool until they found out that he lost his virginity to a couch cushion. What the fuck is um, your bro, really? <laughs> we're getting there. Besides attacking yeah, we're, we're, we're talking we're about like his history here. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're talking about Dave's history before we get into it. Um... From ages 12 to 30, his girlfriend was a tube sock, uh, who he called Krusty. And uh, every time when he goes home, Dave's the type of guy that hits his wife for no reason. Oh my God. He comes home and he's like, uh, I've been slaving over projections all day. You're telling me that this beef isn't grass-fed? Mayweather. Oh. Uh, so Dave's a, Dave's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Um, I just want to tell you, you should, ever, you should never take his projections. He said that... The Broncos wide receivers are going to have a great game against the Houston pass defense, and I disagree. You told that long of a story to tell us that the fucking... Oh, my God. I was going to say, at least give us, like, some... Crusty? Like, can I, can okay, you wait. go a little more into that? Houston, I was going to go... You guys don't, like, Jesus. you have zero patience. 
The Houston Texans defense, their passing defense is sixth strength. They've given up four touchdowns, and they've had three interceptions. Um, they only give up 189 yards per game. Uh, they have a great secondary. Even without J.J. Watt, they've been getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon, even though he had one good game, has proven he cannot get it done. The Broncos historically run more at home than on the road. And I think that um, I don't see Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. Either of those guys haven't big games. Didn't Dave Riches get you last week with Mariota? He did get me last week. But, I mean, come on. I, 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 was, I went for a, a reach going with Mariota against the Browns. Right, so how many passing yards are you prospecting? I think that both of them will be held under five fantasy points. Both? Ooh. Okay. That's a bold prediction. Wait, wait, wait. Let's put money on it. I don't want to put any money on it. <laughs> no, combined. Combined. You say, I say more than 15 points total. I'll go 18 and a half. Hey, at least, hey, at least you guys are keeping up the, the tradition of Zach going after Ryan's bro release no, every 100%. time. <laughs> you going to put money on it or not? No, I'm not going to put money on it. <laughs> I'm going to call you Thad then. Thadberry. <laughs> That's a sav. He can't even say savage. He calls it savage. Savage. Thad. Don't make fun of the gap in his teeth. All right, Mrs. Berry, we're sorry about all the things that we've been saying about you. I'm sure you're a nice lady. I'm sure that you are a member of the Girl Scouts thing with your daughter, but it doesn't mean you're not a whore. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. I need to stop, guys. I've been brutal today. <laughs> All right, that's it for the podcast. I uh, hope you got some good answers and uh, and hope that you know uh, have a little better idea of who you're going to start and sit this week. Um, you guys have anything you want to say before we sign off? Good luck, guys. Uh, keep attacking the worst person in your league. I'm guessing trade deadlines are coming up pretty soon, so find someone with that weakness. Find someone who's going to give up and just be like, bro, I promise if I win, I'll give you something. I'll buy you something, but you don't really do it. But just get his players. Or if you've got friends in your league, just start a veto squad and veto everything <laughs> that goes through. A veto I'm going to take the fifth on that one. Never heard of it. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Find us and like us on Facebook. Uh, find us on Instagram as well. Please uh, subscribe, download, write a review for our podcast so we can bring you better content each week. Uh, we say this every week, but we want to reiterate. Send us an email if you have any questions. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Have a good night. Uh, we'll be back at you with our start and sits and our game projections. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Play Gears of War, dude. I've never seen oh. I've never seen vetoing being fun. <laughs> <laughs>